Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com NPR. The U.S. effort to seize wealth from Russian oligarchs. This is the State of Ukraine from NPR News. A year ago, just after Russia invaded Ukraine, the U.S. Justice Department announced a new task force. They would seize riches from Russian elites who were allied with President Putin. Everything from luxury yachts to opulent homes. Here's NPR's Ryan Lucas with a check-in on the task force. Less than a week after Russian tanks swept across the Ukrainian border, Attorney General Merrick Garland stood at the podium at the Justice Department to announce the creation of Task Force Kleptocapture. Its mission, he said, was to hold accountable Russian oligarchs trying to evade sanctions the U.S. and its allies had imposed in response to the Kremlin's invasion. We will leave no stone unturned in our efforts to investigate, arrest, and prosecute those whose criminal acts enable the Russian government to continue this unjust war. And over the past year, the task force has kept busy. It's brought charges against at least 35 individuals and corporate entities, a list that includes Oleg Deripaska, a Russian billionaire who's been accused of sanctions violations. It's also brought charges against suspected Russian intelligence officers and individuals working with them to allegedly obtain advanced American technology that could be used by the Russian military. We thought it was really important to go after, in the first instance, those individuals whose corruption has fueled the Russian war machine. That's Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco. And to send a very clear signal that we could work quickly with our partners and that we could set a pace for enforcement of these sanctions. Part of that enforcement work has involved seizing some of the big-ticket items that Kremlin-aligned oligarchs have reaped from their allegedly ill-gotten gains. Last May, for example, the FBI assisted authorities in Fiji to seize a 348-foot luxury yacht that the U.S. says belongs to sanctioned oligarch Suleiman Karimov. The $300 million vessel now sits at a dock in San Diego. And just last week, the department filed a forfeiture complaint for six properties worth an estimated $75 million in New York and Florida, belonging to another oligarch. And all Monaco tells NPR, the task force has seized, forfeited, or otherwise restrained more than half a billion dollars in Russian oligarch assets over the past year. And the task force, she says, has now entered a second phase which is to go after the enablers, the facilitators, the companies that prop up and enable and facilitate the ability of these oligarchs to hide their wealth, to shield it, to evade sanctions. A prime example of targeting so-called enablers is the case against Deripaska, who's been sanctioned for his alleged ties to the Putin regime. Deripaska and three women have been charged with conspiracy to violate U.S. sanctions, Part of the alleged scheme involved arranging for Deripaska's Russian girlfriend to give birth in the United States. Deripaska's U.S. attorney, Eric Ferrari, declined to comment on the case. But Ferrari says his office is fielding calls on a daily basis from Russians with sanctions-related questions. It's been a huge jump, and I would say our caseload has doubled over the last year. Some of the callers want advice on how to comply with sanctions, he says. Others are looking for help to get out from under the punitive measures. While the task force and the broader international effort has imposed a degree of discomfort on Kremlin-aligned oligarchs, there's little indication that has prompted them to pressure Putin to pull back in Ukraine, as some Western policymakers had hoped. 
in part, says Alexander Gabuev, a senior fellow at the Carnegie Endowment. That's because the people who matter most in Russia are those in charge of large armed bureaucracies, like the army, the security services, and the police. Everybody else is exactly people with means but without any protection from the system and just too afraid to be thrown into jail. Back in the U.S., meanwhile, the Justice Department is moving forward with the first ever transfer to Ukraine of money seized from a sanctioned oligarch. It's just over $5 million, which is, of course, a drop in the ocean of Ukraine's needs at the moment. But Monaco says it's just a start of putting oligarch riches to the benefit of the Ukrainian people. Ryan Lucas, NPR News, Washington. Thanks for listening to the State of Ukraine from NPR News. Please come back to this feed for more on the war and its impacts around the world. This message comes from NPR sponsor Charles Schwab with its original podcast on investing. Each week, you'll get thoughtful, in-depth analysis of both the stock and the bond markets. Listen today and subscribe at schwab.com slash on investing or wherever you get your podcasts. Support for NPR and the following message come from Rosetta Stone, the perfect app to achieve your language learning goals no matter how busy your schedule gets. It's designed to maximize study time with immersive 10-minute lessons and audio practice for your commute. Plus, tailor your learning plan for specific objectives like travel. Get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off and unlimited access to 25 language courses. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. What does it mean to be Black in America? In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as Black experiences, you'll hear, it means everything. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts.